I would say that if you are having trouble navigating through real and potential conflict, if you want to cultivate your executive presence, if you want to polish your leadership skill, or perhaps you want to foster a greater sense of work-life integration, you want to create sustainable leadership practices, then I would say that all those reasons and probably a dozen more are a good reason to begin thinking about partnering someone who will understand exactly where you are in your leadership journey and can accelerate your growth in your leadership skill set, in your leadership acumen, in your leadership understanding. Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and you're in for a real treat today. I have Linda Fisk. Linda is not only a fellow Texan, but she is also a, I'm not sure if coach, I'm not sure if leader on leadership or what the right term might be, but Linda's going to talk to us about leadership today with a particularly interesting angle, which is her angle. So Linda, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you so much, Tom. It's an honor to be here on your program. Thank you so much. So Linda, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Absolutely. When I sort of charted my course, I knew that I wanted to be in marketing, advertising, communications. And early in my career, I had the good fortune of working with some of the most brilliant brand building experts on the planet. I had the opportunity to work with several very large, very prestigious advertising agencies and work with professionals that really understand what it was to create a personal and professional brand to reposition a brand, to launch a brand, to reinvent a brand. And so that was some of my early sort of formative years in corporate America, working for advertising agencies, working with brilliant, brilliant brand builders. And I feel like I got sort of a crash course in some of the most important leadership lessons available. And then from there, I went on to get a master's and a PhD in clinical psychology, which again, gave me such a wonderful foundation and understanding what motivates people, how people make decisions, how they come to conclusions, how they step out in bold leadership and where they may get stuck, where they may find challenges or roadblocks in their development as a person, as a professional. And that was really fundamental too. And then in the last part of my career, I have been lucky enough to serve in the C-suite, both as a CMO and as a CEO for a couple really remarkable global leadership communities. And in those communities, I have the privilege and honor of working with transformational leaders from all over the planet, helping them make the kind of impact that is only available to those people that are purpose-driven and that are intentional about not only growing their community to a global scale, but really growing their reach, their influence, their thought leadership, and to be able to tremendously positively impact others. Linda, what's your current role? I am the CEO of a global women's leadership organization called Lead Hership Global. Well, first of all, I should say for our listeners, 
who are not watching this on YouTube, you're missing the passion in Linda's expression in her face. I'm sure you're hearing it in her voice, but that really led to the first question I wanted to ask you. Just looking at your website, I could tell you are passionate about leadership. Why are you so passionate about leadership and more importantly, communicating the things you've learned over the years to others? Well, I will tell you, Tom, that I, as I said, have had the incredible good fortune of being able to be in the C-suite with some of the largest and most prestigious leadership communities on planet Earth and in the C-suite serving as either the chief marketing officer or the chief executive officer, I have seen the transformational power of leaders coming together to solve problems, to advance solutions, to be able to tackle some of the most daunting issues that our planet is facing today. And when leaders come together with an aligned sense of purpose, mission, vision, then the kind of impact they can make is absolutely limitless. And so when I began the study of leadership by working in these global communities, I started realizing that impactful leadership is really about making long-lasting, positive, and meaningful contributions to both organizations and communities, and importantly, in the lives of people. And I think that is true of any level of leadership, but impactful leadership is about the transformation that's possible when you bring leaders together to problem solve together, or to be able to advance a solution, advance a mission, a vision that positively impacts people. Linda, the leadership skills the leadership tactics and techniques, do you feel like they can be taught or is it some mystical innate DNA that people are either born with it or they're not? I do think that some people have innate leadership ability for sure. You can see a whole playground of little toddlers and some toddlers will organize games, organize rules for those games. They will line up their classmates. They will give people roles and responsibilities. And you see that there are certain, even young kids in preschool, middle school, high school that naturally gravitate to leadership opportunities and leadership roles. But I believe that leadership is certainly available to everyone. And it's simply about combining your mind and your heart to lead. It's about creating achievable, sustainable goals that build lasting impact by genuinely and generously influencing people to believe, trust, and join you in your mission. And so everyone has the opportunity to be a leader, no matter if you are organizing kids on the playground or if you're leading a Fortune 50 company. You have the opportunity to enact influence and ensuring that you're able to influence people positively and gain their trust and invite them to join you on your mission, on your vision. How is engagement different in leadership for women, or is that just completely incorrect? It's not different than the other gender. No, I would say that There are some, I think, important qualities of good leader that are universal, but there are some leadership qualities that are unique to women. So let's start with the most important qualities of a good leader. 
First, I think regardless of gender or gender identity, I think that you need to establish a unique leadership style based on your own values, based on your own character traits and talents, understanding your principles, understanding what's most important to you, and then developing your leadership style in a way that completely and fully embraces your values, your character traits, your talents, and that not only reinforces those things, those principles, those characteristics that you deem to be most important, but clearly communicates that in your leadership style in all situations. The second, I think, important quality of a good leader is not only do they establish their own unique leadership style, but they serve with their mind and with their heart. They incorporate an attitude of service to genuinely connect with the people in their life to help earn their loyalty. And so they are listening beyond the words being spoken. They're listening to the emotion. They're listening to the intent. They're really serving with both their mind and their heart. And they're trying to connect with people in a very genuine, authentic, and heart-centered kind of way. And the third quality of an incredible leader, both male and female, is to be generous and to truly participate in the lives of those around them to be able to share their knowledge generously with those that they lead, being a role model to inspire and to motivate the people around them to be able to move forward in their own mission, in their own vision. Listen, everybody's definition of success is different, but a genuine transformative leader understands what that mission and vision is for the people around them and they help them uncover the roadblocks and the obstacles, overcome the challenges, help them get on path to be able to not only succeed in their definition of success, but to inspire them and motivate them when things get tough. Now, that's what I believe is true of all leaders, but we do know that there are some really unique characteristics of leaders that are sort of more noted in women than men. In fact, women are rated better than men on some real key leadership capabilities, just in a very innate sense. According to an analysis of thousands of 360 degree reviews, women outscored men on 17 of the 19 capabilities that differentiate excellent leaders from average or poor ones. So things like resilience, being able to be empathetic, being able to champion change, being able to solve problems and analyze issues. Those types of things tend to be qualities that women outscore men on when it comes to leadership abilities. But I think that whether you're a woman in leadership or a man in leadership, The idea of being able to create competencies and behaviors that are required for leadership is available to everyone. Having an authentic communication leadership style, although women are known to be perhaps a bit more advantaged in terms of creating authentic communication styles, that is certainly something that's available to everyone. Being able to navigate through discomfort and imposter syndrome. Women typically have lower scores on confidence, higher scores on imposter syndrome. So they have been uniquely skilled to be able to navigate through the discomfort and through the issue of imposter syndrome or having their confidence challenged. They tend to navigate through that 
perhaps a bit more adeptly simply because that's a much more common sort of feeling among most women. But being able to give and receive actionable feedback, being able to set and reassort boundaries, being able to negotiate on behalf of themselves and others, being able to develop teams and champions, all of those are some of the fundamental characteristics and attributes of a real phenomenal transformational leader. And those are qualities that are available to both men and women. So let me turn to your company and start off by asking you, why did you found Lead Hership? In my recent experience working in the C-suite of other leadership communities around the world, I recognize the power of partnership, the power of community, being able to gather like-minded leaders to overcome issues and problems and to scale challenges and to be able to advance their purpose and their mission and vision and success. And what I wanted to do was create a safe haven for women in leadership. I wanted to create a community that was based on trust, respect, and this idea that all women, no matter where they lived in the world, no matter what their background, what their belief system, what their religion, their socioeconomic strata, that all women around the world are worthy of respect, are worthy of being considered valuable, and they should be honored, and they should be given the opportunities to advance their success. So our focus, our entire focus is on accelerating the success of women all around the world. We give women access to the kinds of resources, tools, learning, connections, funding, media platforms that otherwise they may not have access to. And we ensure that we are providing a level playing field for women because we know that in many parts of the world, women face social, economic, cultural biases and discrimination and a lot of barriers that men do not. So we try to eradicate those barriers to leadership. We try to minimize that discrimination, those social, cultural, and economic barriers that women may be facing to be able to advance their success. And we do everything we can to accelerate their success by giving them the same access to funding to media opportunities, to connections, to networks, to introductions, to resources, to tools that men typically have. I am often asked the question, when should I hire a leadership coach? How would you answer that question? I would say that if you are having trouble navigating through real and potential conflict, if you want to cultivate your executive presence, if you want to polish your leadership skill, or perhaps you want to foster a greater sense of work-life integration. You want to create sustainable leadership practices. Then I would say that all those reasons and probably a dozen more are a good reason to begin thinking about partnering someone who will understand exactly where you are in your leadership journey and can accelerate your growth in your leadership skill set in your leadership acumen, in your leadership understanding. Now, leadership, as I said, I believe is a learned skill, but you have to be surrounded by people that will be invested in your success as a leader. Sometimes that means hiring a coach who can give you honest, objective feedback about 
how you, others experience you, how others relate to you, how he or she sees you deal with decision-making, how you deal with co communication, how you deal with risk. All of those are incredibly important factors in the development of your leadership, but we all have blind spots. When you're able to partner with a coach or a confidant or a mentor that's able to give you real, objective, unbiased guidance about what it's going to take to level up to that next level of leadership, that is priceless. And if you feel like you're navigating through real or potential conflict, or you feel like you're not where you need to be in terms of cultivating executive level presence or polishing your presentation skills, or calling people to take action or fostering work-life balance or any other way, being a true transformational leader. Maybe you're struggling with your communication style, your leadership style. Maybe you don't have the level of confidence that you need to take that next step in leadership. In all those cases, it's so critical. It's really key to be able to avail yourself to people, to networks, to mentorship, to coaches that can help partner with you to lead you to that next level of influence. You and I are both business owners. I think I can speak for you in saying you understand the need for thought leadership to be perceived as a thought leader and to deliver thought leadership. And I certainly understand that as well. How do you explain what you and I see as a basic part of your personal brand to someone who is moving up the corporate ladder? Does that sort of need for a personal brand and thought leadership around that extend to the corporate world as well? Absolutely. I think that being able to build your personal brand, which is incredibly well aligned to your value system, to your principles and practices, is critical to not only extend your influence, but to raise your profile and build your credibility. You know, you were talking about the unique strengths of women. And the one quality of women that I see being integrated into personal brands now more than ever is empathy. And I tell you, empathy wins in a crisis. Women leaders, they found, tend to slightly outperform men in most leadership skills, as we talked about. But empathy is one of the most important character and leadership skills that you can have. It's often referred to as sort of emotional intelligence or a soft skill, basically pertaining to the way you approach others or handle your professional life. But empathy is a place where women tend to excel. And to be able to build a personal brand that is empathetic and that is authentic that is truly based on who you are genuinely built and founded on your principles, your characteristics, your unique values, I think is so critical. But this idea of empathy, I don't think it can be emphasized enough because it really talks about leadership and building a personal brand that is other focus. It's not based on touting who you are and what you've achieved and what you've done but focused on how you can be leveraged, how your skills and experiences and expertise and knowledge can be leveraged to help others achieve their dreams, to help them achieve their goals. And I will tell you that in my mind, building a personal brand that is authentic to yourself, 
that is genuine, that is founded on your value system, but that absolutely holds empathy as the key to understanding how you can be of service to others, that is a formula for success. So I grew up in the energy industry and I had or worked for three incredibly dynamic women leaders. And each one of them basically often was the only woman in the room. And they were smart as whips. They were smarter than the boys. They outworked the boys because they had to, to get credibility. And now they're leaders and they are very dynamic and drive, I think, great organizations. I'm now in compliance and the compliance field is a little bit different in terms of the number of women. It's over 50% women. So I wanted to use that as an introduction to ask, do the leadership skills you teach or the leadership skills you see, are they across all industries or is something different in the old, I guess you could call it a STEM network, as opposed to a field where women have been more welcomed into the field earlier on? Yeah, I would say that probably every single industry has its own culture, has its own sort of history, and also has a very dynamic and changing ratio of men to women. There are some industries now where there's quite a bit of gender balance, and then there's some industries where women are significantly underrepresented. And so I would say that probably the leadership style that you see across those industries is very much based on what that gender balance ratio looks like. What I find is that there are six very specific leadership styles, and those leadership styles tend to differ based on industry, depending on the level of women of influence and leadership within that industry. So the first leadership style is one called servant leadership, and we've all heard quite a bit about that. The next is frontline leadership, transformational leadership, meta-modern leadership, postmodern leadership, and then finally contrarian. And I'll take one for an example. The frontline leader is a leader that perhaps you see quite a bit in industries like healthcare. A frontline leader is someone that you know how to be genuine and present during interpersonal interactions. You have the emotional intelligence to feel empathy. You know how to express that. Your authenticity means that you're generous and you share yourself with others. And storytelling is actually one of the strengths of a frontline leader. It's how you connect with people and engage with them in a shared vision. So perhaps your biggest gift is the ability to empower the people around you to achieve their best. In this case, if you're a frontline leader, your leadership style is a valuable asset to improving your career prospects, especially in an industry like healthcare. A leadership program that can bring you evidence-based practice to your work could add a lot of value to your leadership journey in that kind of industry. And another leadership style, transformational leader, is probably something that you would see more in a exploratory or discovery-based, maybe science field. A transformational leader is one that recognizes that there's always something new to learn. There's always something to be discovered. They say curiosity killed the cat, but a transformational leader recognizes that's why cats have nine lives because they have a relentless hunger to gain knowledge. 
It means that the transformational leader looks far ahead when remaining cognizant of what's going on in the present, but they're always thinking six months, a year, five years ahead. And this ability to see forward gives the transformational leader the confidence to take big risks. To gain the confidence and participation of others, the transformational leader needs to turn up the charm. And what we find often is in science fields, it's still, despite the focus momentum of women entering STEM, still yet many of those industries are still male dominant. And so for them, being charming, being charismatic is not the norm, nor is it necessarily valued. However, even though most men in those situations rarely feel the need to be, say, center of attention, when the big risks pay off, you need to be able to share that success with everyone who made it possible. So you need to understand how to communicate in a very empathetic and a very inclusive kind of way. And this leadership style is a valuable asset to improve your career prospects. If again, you're in more of a science-based industry or a discovery kind of industry. One of the key themes I hear when I interview a successful female leader is they always, and I think to a woman say, I had a mentor. I had a great mentor. I had somebody who I don't know why took an interest in me. Do you help coach women to either be mentors, pay it forward, whatever you may call it, even if it's your legacy? Because I see mentorship is so critical in this process. You're absolutely right, Tom. It's so important. It's so critical. And I would say that in Leadership Global, we have what we consider to be a very healthy ecosystem where women have just as much to give as they do to receive. And we build a very trust-based giving kind of culture where women are very invested in the success of each other. So as one woman has a level of expertise that they're willing to share, another woman will be challenged in that area. So we have a lot of women who will raise their hand and say, wow, I need help with marketing, or I need help with sales. I need help with financial forecasting. I need help with confidence. I need help with public speaking. And as they raise their hand and say, I need help with this, then we have other women within the community that say, oh, I can do that with you and for you. Let me book some time with you and share with you what I've learned. Let me give you this resource, this tool. Come join me for this workshop. Come be a part of my community. And what we find is that kind of healthy ecosystem where we have women that have just as much to give as they do to receive builds this, really this multiplier effect in terms of success. And that is also, in my mind, part of being a servant leader. And in that way, for you as a servant leader, others come first. You need to serve, which means that you need to share your power and you delight in seeing others grow. You're happy when you can help others become self-actualized. And of course, there are ethical priorities that help you remember the responsibilities of leadership as a servant leader. But as a servant leader, your humility actually informs your interactions with others. It helps you remain conscientious. And as a servant leader, you're also a natural listener. So you know how to build community. You know and listen for what 
others need from you where you can be a transformational, impactful, powerful leader to them. And so in my mind, being a servant leader is part of being a part of a healthy ecosystem and to be able to offer your expertise as a mentor or to be able to raise your hand and say, I need a coach, I need a mentor. So both are equally valid positions, but as a servant leader, you are the one that's actively reaching out to others and sharing your expertise in a mentorship relationship, in a coaching relationship. Linda, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I wanted to ask you if our listeners wanted any more information on yourself or your company or really any of the topics we've touched on today, what would be the best way for them to find out? Well, you are welcome to always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I tend to be very active across all the social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. But if you want to create a one-on-one conversation, please reach out to me, Linda Fisk, or Lead Her Ship Global, Lead Her Ship Global on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect with you. And you are welcome to come to our website, leadhershipglobal.com and jot me a note and I will be happy to respond to that as well. Linda, I really wanted to thank you so much for the perseverance you put in to get to this podcast. And I hope we can continue this conversation. Thank you so much, Tom. What an honor it was to be with you today. Thank you so much. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.